0: following podcast is sponsored by the hood college bookstore
1: most of us think of the bookstore as just a place to buy or rent books well i'm here to tell you that's not the case the hood college bookstore is a great place to buy all kinds of things need some hood branded merch you'll find hoodies and t-shirts hats and scarves sweats and socks mugs and cups they even have hood branded blankets low on shampoo or soap they have you covered Bad breath before class? Buy some gum or Tic Tacs. Need a pen, highlighter, or notebook? The bookstore has tons. Does your roommate have a dog? Buy them a Hood College leash or collar. Need some Advil or Tums? The bookstore has your back. Need a last minute birthday gift for your best friend? You'll find plenty of options. What I'm saying is the Hood College bookstore has you covered for all your gift, school, snack, and clothing needs. Oh, and did I mention they also have gift cards? Lots and lots of gift cards. So the next time you're in WIT, stop in and browse around.
0: Mention my name, Tim Jacobson, and the name of this podcast, Get to Know a Blazer. And receive 10% off your purchase.
1: Everything that is except books.
0: But listen to the show first. Hey everybody, isn't that great? We now have our first sponsor. So go to the bookstore when you can, get something to eat, get a snack, buy a hat, buy a hoodie, and uh, buy multiple gift cards. Welcome to another episode of Get to Know a Blazer, an in-depth yet lighthearted interview podcast that focuses on the many interesting and wonderful people that inhabit our Hood College campus. I'm your host, Tim Jacobson, for those of you who don't know me, and I'm assuming there are many. I am the coordinator for Hood College Broadcasting Studios, and I'm an instructor of multimedia communication. Last week, I interviewed Tammy Simpson, the new vice president of community and inclusion. We had a great talk about barbecue and pizza and buttermilk biscuits. Tammy suggested that I interview Greg Powell, the new athletics strength and conditioning coach, but Greg and I have yet to connect. Uh, he wants to do the interview, but uh, we just haven't been able to uh, to get our schedules to mesh. So Tammy suggested that I interview another member of our Hood family. For today's episode, I'm interviewing an individual that I met at Hood's first hispanic heritage fiesta they're a wonderful individual with a very interesting story to tell and they also have some interesting news to tell us about so please welcome to the show
1: so I'm Vanessa Solis I got married just three years ago so I'm still getting used to my new last name which is super fun because actually um, it's a whole story I'm originally from Ecuador And I am a musician. I started violin when I was seven years old, since I was seven years old. So it's been more than 20 years playing the violin. And I won a scholarship to study in France. All of a sudden, for some reason, my visa was denied. And I ended up coming here to the United States and it was gonna be temporary, but here I am. So yes, (laughs) I work at the graduate school at here College, of course. I work at admissions, but since we are only six people at the graduate school, we do everything. We oversee everything from admissions to graduation. So it's a beautiful job, but it was a big transition.
0: I can imagine. Um, that's a whole thing we need to get into. But I think, just full disclosure, we need to let everybody know that we're not the only two people in the room right now.
1: Oh, no, right now. You're I'm not, pregnant. I'm pregnant, so it's the three of us.
0: Congratulations. Thank you. Is, I'm, I'm going to assume this is your first child?
1: Yeah, it's my first child. I also have a puppy. He's <laughs> my firstborn, my first baby, but this is probably the first one and the last one.
0: <laughs> and nervous, excited, extremely nervous, extremely excited. I'm
1: extremely nervous because I wish my parents were here. And I'm extremely excited as well because I mean this is a new adventure in my life. How have you been doing? I've been doing great, aside from this cold, unfortunately. But everything has been great. Everybody at the office is just like very supportive. All of us are women, so all of them are mothers as well, and they're very understandable and flexible of the things that are happening to my body right now.
0: Have they been giving you like all kinds of advice, yes, and like I just love unsolicited? It. They're like, hey, <laughs> I should probably tell you.
1: I actually love it. Yes, I love and I welcome every single advice. Especially because again, I'm very close to my parents. They cannot come yet. They're gonna be here probably for one river. He's he's a boy, and he's gonna be a river, like the river flows. Like a river.
0: I yes, love that. Um, how are things going at home? Doing a lot of prep
1: work. A little bit Uh, it's been a little bit like crazy because we were just in Ecuador my home country last week so we came back and were like oops we don't have a bed we don't have a crib we don't have anything because we got rid of our bed because I don't fit there anymore so it's been a little bit crazy but I just love this experience
0: and so when is your due date?
1: January January 22nd the day of my birthday
0: are you serious you're due (laughs) on your birthday?
1: I'm due on my birthday yeah, I can't believe that either. My mom was like, were you planning on this wow. in the same exact days as I was with you?
0: That would be, I don't know if, I don't think I know anybody who
1: Me neither. is going to
0: share a birthday Me with neither. their child.
1: So River is going to be my birthday present.
0: So you got to, you know, you got to wait. And then like that morning, you're going to be like, all right, we're going. Gonna be
1: like, River, do go no it.
0: <laughs> That's really cool. So the first time we actually met, was at the Hispanic Heritage Fiesta, which you basically organized. Yeah. (laughs) Tell me how that whole process, like what made you decide to do this? Besides the fact that we should do it.
1: Right. So last year, because everything was online, we wanted to do this. We wanted to have an in-person event. But unfortunately, it didn't work out because of COVID. And we had already some very few in-person events, but we had only like three or four people at the maximum. So we were thinking last year, let's just save all of our money for 2021. And we did like a little like session with the language department. It was really nice. They were talking about like how like the Spanish conquerors came to America and how this like um, Heritage Month was born because it's like from september 15 to october 15 it means that we are not from here but we're not from there either so it's a mix that's why it's in the middle of these two months and there's
0: significance to september 15th correct which is central american independence correct yes i got that right Uh and that's why because i was talking to um a friend and we're like oh it's you know hispanic you know heritage month and you only get like from the 15th i'm like well that's great but they're like no 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 that's
1: it's a significance
0: for that date and yes. then that it's a month long but it
1: yeah, so goes it's through several months. countries in South America and Central America have like their independences and that's why like it's a mix as well
0: that's really cool
1: so we saved our money that was really cool <laughs> and that's why this year we we're thinking we can just like throw our house outside a window we had that expression in the Spanish that we like it's okay what is the expression? it's okay to throw out your house outside a window
0: I love that
1: <laughs> that's great it it means that you can just spend as much money as you want, yeah, so I had the opportunity to um hire a band. It was super cool since I'm a musician, I had a network of like musicians and bands were like three thousand forty five hundred dollars, but I found a band that was like really good, and because I was a musician, they gave me a really great discount. Then the dancers, the food, and there's always bread because we ate a lot of bread in South America. So I was thinking, like, we need everything. We got the piñata, and it was really, really nice. That different offices actually collaborated with me. But it was a beautiful experience, especially because when I started working here, it was at the beginning of the pandemic. So I never met everyone. Right. I never... All of my interactions were online. I met my teammate. I mean, like, all, all my team, I met them probably, like, after eighth month I was working here. So it was the first, the very first event that I organized that I was in, in, in person. So that was really, really cool.
0: I mean, and if, you know, I dare say it was a complete success. The, the number of students that were there, and I know my students were there, were doing a, a, a segment for Hood College Broadcasting, uh, which we're going to start working on today. Nice. The number of students that were there all the way to the end, who didn't want to leave. Yes. They're like we need you need to play more songs. Yeah. And they wanted an encore at a, it was fantastic. Yeah. And I mean they were dancing. Like the food went like that. They're like where's the food? I'm like yes. well there was food. You got here way late.
1: <laughs> 20 minutes late. Only yeah. 20 minutes so late. So
0: next yes. year we need more food.
1: Definitely. That's my only thing.
0: Next year yes. well, tons more food.
1: <laughs> but i was so glad you had fun. It Your was fantastic. Was Thank we you had so a blast.
0: Much. Yeah, it was just a really good time. I was, I got dragged out on the dance floor for a little bit <laughs> by Marisol. I'm
1: glad you did um,
0: it. And you, you are you grew up in Ecuador, correct? Tell me a little bit about like the difference between growing up in Ecuador and living here. Like, what's the big difference?
1: For me, the big difference is actually, and you're gonna you're not gonna believe this is actually like super like crazy, but it's um, the distances. Everything here is super far away. I am from Ecuador one of the smallest countries in South America. so you can go to the Pacific coast in like four hours then go to the rainforest in an hour and then uh, stay I mean I mean like I'm from the Andes Mountains so like different cities in the Andes Mountains are just like two hours away, Cuenca or Quito which are like the big cities. So everything is relatively like very close and you don't actually need a car to go to different places. So last week that I was there, um, my family took my husband to the beach and I stayed with my mom at the house because of course Mm -hmm. of the pregnancy. And we didn't need a car. We were just walking everywhere. We were going to the grocery store, just walking, different places just walking. That was really nice. And my husband went, to the rainforest, the Amazon. He went to the Pacific coast. and so He was planning to go to the Galapagos Island, but like... Was this
0: his know. first time in Ecuador?
1: No, he's been going there. Okay. Actually, the first time he went, it was because we were just dating, and I told him, okay, uh, my studies are going to be done soon, so bye-bye, boyfriend. I'm leaving to Ecuador. And he came to Ecuador just to ask me whether I wanted like, to continue dating with him, and I was just like... Eh sure just because you came here he actually came to Ecuador as a surprise the second time he went he asked me to get married and he asked my parents and the third time he went he actually went to say to my parents like oh she's pregnant so my parents were like please next time you come just like don't give us any surprises (laughs) that's the big difference between the US and Ecuador things are very close in Ecuador I love that we are very close here. I mean, in the U.S., very close to Washington, Baltimore, Annapolis, D.C., Philly. I'm sorry, New York, Philly. But, like, still, you need a car.
0: That is true. Yes. Yeah. I mean, even with Maryland. Like, Maryland's a pretty small state. Right. But you can go to the mountains. You can go to the beach. Right? You got all this history uh-huh. uh, happening here. Where did you meet your husband? How did you guys meet?
1: This is a very long and fun story. Ooh, good. So, um... I finished my studies i finished uh, um, a certificate here before going to my master's so i had a year to work in the states and i was working for the mid-atlantic symphony orchestra but i didn't have a place where to stay so i was just calling my grandma my uncles and i was just like if you know someone close to the dc area metro just like please connect me to that person so, my grandma had a cousin who had a friend who had a neighbor <laughs> who connected me to, like, her son, whatever. So, I ended up coming to here, to Frederick. Um, they were a retired couple who basically just adopted me. And here in Frederick, and the orchestra was in Baltimore, so I was just commuting to the orchestra. Sure. But it wasn't too bad. It was just one hour. And I basically lived with them for, like, a year and a half. They were amazing. They were actually at the fiesta that day. They were? Yes. Oh, they I would are, have loved to have met them. Yes, they are, they are my family right now. Even though like we're not like blood-related, we got together very well. So they hosted me for a year and a half. And they they told me one time, hey, our son, actually, he's getting married. And the best man is from Mexico, this Mexican guy. You should meet him because you don't have any friends. All your friends are like from the orchestra. And he's like these like, 60, 70-year-old people. And I was just like, it's okay. I'll meet the Mexican guy. The Mexican guy was very rude to me. He never oh. even spoke in Spanish to me. And my English wasn't handsome at all at that time. So I came back home that night and I was just like, oh, the Mexican guy never spoke to me. And they were like, I'm so sorry. It's okay. You don't have to meet him. You'll meet someone else later. Sure. And then... um this lady's mother passed away and we had the funeral and the viewing and everything, but I didn't know that the Mexican's, the Mexican guy's mom was the very best friend of the lady who was hosting me. So they came to the funeral, to the viewing and everything, and this lady was super nice, she was talking to me, she was, the, the husband was amazing, were amazing. but I didn't know that they were the parents of the Mexican guy. Oh. So they invited me to one party because they wanted me to play at this party. And then the Mexican guy just came to me and he was like, oh, I'm so sorry, I didn't know you speak Spanish. And I'm like, I'm from Ecuador. Hey, and then the last time you had a chance to <laughs> speak to me, you never spoke to me. So that was the very first time actually I met the Mexican guy. And we just started speaking and we never stopped speaking until like four or five years later. <laughs> yeah, so and here you are now. I, here I am in my temporary trip to the U.S. while I was getting my visa to go to France. I, that's such
0: a weird, like, just like transition to Definitely, make. yes. Was that, I mean, was that kind of just a little bit frightening, not knowing? Like, like oh, I'm just going to be here for a little bit. And now here you are three years later. (laughs) Right. You know?
1: Well, actually, seven years later. Seven years. Yes. Wow. I mean, sometimes I was just, like, doing things because of my instincts were just telling me, and we have this expression in Spanish that is just saying, like, because my belly wants me to go there, I'll go there, not because my brain wants me to go. So probably I was just following my heart and my belly, (laughs) but... It just worked out, and like here I am, and I'm so grateful to be here because probably things would have been totally different if I was going to. France. Oh yeah,
0: if you, I mean, it would have been completely different. Yes. Who knows? Right. What would have happened?
1: Definitely. Wow.
0: What about siblings? Do you have? Do I have, have a
1: sister. Do you have a sister, older yes. or younger? Yes. She's actually younger than me, but she looks older than me. She's Ooh. more mature. She's taller than me. She's like even like the way she speaks. I'm always like a crazy like little clown in my house. She's like the very like. Mature one. She's like the one like, taking everything. And
0: she's younger.
1: She's younger than me, but only uh, for one year and a half. Okay. We actually look like twins. Wow.
0: Now, did the two of you get along? Did yes. you get along growing up?
1: Yes, a lot. She was my, my guinea pig. She was my best friend. I was the one I played like to be like the hairstyler uh, at the house. My mom won't get super mad at me, but she'll be happy because someone cut her hair. She was my yeah, she she's my best, my friend, my best friend.
0: That's fantastic. So. Yeah, my kids get along. My kids are uh, 26 and 23, and they're best friends best still. Best they well. just yeah, they're, it's fantastic. Are they girls? Uh, oldest is a boy, youngest is a girl, hmm. um, and they're completely different people. Um, my son is a soccer player. He coaches. He actually coaches, helps coach here at Hood. Nice. Um Is very much into environmental environmental issues so is kate but kate is more very artistic oh she's unbelievably they're very talented just completely like zach can't draw with anything but they just have this connection that you know they They can can sit in the room and just talk with each other for and they grew up like that just for hours for hours um what about your parents
1: well unfortunately all of them are in Ecuador. i wish they were here but yeah my parents I wouldn't be here without them because they were very supportive. Um, I, when I was coming here to the United States, I had a scholarship, but still, it was expensive for me, like paying for some tuition, room and board, and I was super grateful that like they supported me throughout my entire education. And again, if they didn't, if they did if they had to sell like the house or something for my education, I know they would have done that. Hopefully, that never happened. But yeah, hopefully, I'm gonna see them soon.
0: Growing up with them like what was what was family like was it you guys had a very traditional like everybody had to be home for dinner and did mom cook and she you know what was that
1: it was a little bit crazy because um going to the um to the conservatory in the afternoon and then the school in the morning everything was very chaotic so this is this was my schedule for like nine or ten years. School will be from like seven a m to one p m and the conservatory from like 2 p.m. to 8 p.m. So we'll be studying the whole day. And then in the evening, we will come back, my sister and I, dinner will be ready. And all of us, of course, have to eat together. But my parents will be so just like super busy, but like all of them had to be together. my mom, she was taking her time to actually like leaving us or like taking us to the school and then like taking us to the conservatory and she'll be there all the time. Like we will never be like separated. But it was it was a very rough childhood.
0: I, can, I mean that's a lot of work. Yes. Yeah, and then it's very similar. My son started playing soccer when he was young, so it was, you know, school all day and then you had training. Right. And sometimes he you know, would leave for school, you know, seven, seven thirty in the morning. He'd come home for forty five minutes, eat. eat, change, go and get home at eight o'clock at night. Right. You know, and then weekends were tournaments away. Yes.
1: So you were it was studying a little bit different. And yeah.
0: Whole time. Yeah. Um, and you've been at Hood for three years, right?
1: Uh, it's going to be two years in May. Two 4th. years more, okay. Yes.
0: What's a typical day like for you now that you're back on campus? I know it was completely different because yes. we were all online, but now that we're back here, tell me a little bit about what, what a typical day is. Like. Single, or is there no such thing?
1: Every single day is totally different. It's because uh, we have events happening, we have online events, we have in person events. Um, I am in charge of all the STEM programs. So that means 99% of the international students. So each single student has like a different need depending on which country they're coming from. So every single day is different because I can have like a student just arriving from Africa literally with their suitcases, just like looking for a place and like, help me. Or I can have just like people from the embassies having problems with the visa. So every single day is different, but I love it. I love it because I'm helping people who are going through the same things I went when I was coming here and I know how difficult it is and how long and expensive and you're gonna encounter all kind of people who are gonna help you or who are just gonna probably not help you as much as you need, but that's, that's something that I love and that's why the transition coming from music to admissions, especially working with international students, wasn't too rough for me because I was living my experience already and I was just on the other side of the bridge helping people.
0: Maybe that's why you're here. Like Maybe Probably. that's like you're calling to say, look, here's this person who went through this like kind of crazy issue. Maybe this is the person we need to help out all these other people Probably. who are going to have a <laughs> similar situation where you can empathize with them and say, yeah, I know. And I'm going to be able to help you. Right. Because I can relate with them. With violin, like how how did that, was? were your parents like you have to play an instrument? Or how did you find violin? How did that come about?
1: It was a chiripazo. Chiripazo means it was like something that came from the Just air. Just out of the blue. Just out of the blue. So what happened was that my grandpa went to Mexico to bring this like beautiful, like Virgin Maria from like the 1800s. This, like, beautiful, like, just like uh statue it was probably like this size. And they had to reveal the hands, they had to reveal the, the feet, okay. and just like part of like the veil. And my mom had this beautiful Virgin Maria in the altar. I was a six year old kid, just like playing with my basketball inside of the house. So I already like, uh, broke some like, your <laughs> yes.
0: Trying to picture that.
1: (laughs) Just like breaking some like uh, flower bases, breaking some things. And she was like, she wanted me to go to the conservatory and just like go there. Just like pick up an instrument probably there for one, two semesters. That was it. But I didn't want to go. The first time Mm -hmm. I went, I started with piano. I didn't like it. I was crying too much and I didn't want to go. So I remember one day I was just like inside of the house, I already broke so many things and she told me like, if you break something else next time, you're going back to the conservatory. That was her punishment. So this day I was just like with my sister and I saw the basketball just going to the stairs, then it went directly to the wall and then directly to the Virgin Maria. And I just saw her roll that like all the the staircase Uh... and it was... And my mom was just arriving home. So I could hear, like, the car just, like, <laughs> inside oh, of the garage.
0: And you were how old?
1: I was six years, or six six and seven Six or seven, Yes. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to the conservatory. <laughs> so that was my punishment. And then one semester passed, and then my mom was like, do you want to continue? And I was just like, sure, let's just keep doing it. And then she chose violin for me because I didn't, I mean... I just didn't know until I wanted to yeah. play the sax just because I was looking, um, saxophone, because I was watching The Simpsons and I saw that Lisa Simpson played the saxophone and she was like, no, 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 that's not an instrument for a girl. You would choose violin. So she chose it for me, but I was I didn't even have an idea of what a violin was. Nine years later, I graduated from the conservatory and everything with a degree in music, but I didn't know the, like, how that trip from the Virgin Maria breaking the Virgin Maria was gonna take me to.
0: That's I mean it's it's that's a great story to say. <laughs> I like I owe my musical career to the Virgin Mary. I <laughs> breaking, breaking
1: the Virgin, Virgin, Virgin Mary, Mary. <laughs> Yes.
0: She's like, I know it wasn't on purpose, so I'm gonna like pretend <laughs> this is punishment, but in the end it's gonna be And right, now right. you're like a virtuoso.
1: Thank you. But I mean, I I've never heard you play, but I'm gonna assume
0: <laughs> that you are probably pretty good.
1: I I am. I don't wanna say like I'm not I won't like different festivals and like con con contests. But you know what? When once the pandemic started, I was in the middle of a tour with my orchestra and the pandemic started and I just called my husband and I was just like I think the conductor has it because oh, no. he actually was one of the first people in Maryland to get, to get it. And that was just like a shock. Yeah. And uh, I just called my husband. I was just like, should I take the next plane and just go back home or should I just stay here at this hotel and just quarantine? So he was just like, no, 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 no. You should come back home right now. And that was March 2020. And that was the last day I worked with an orchestra, which oh. was super sad. I joined other like small orchestras here in Frederick. Uh, Of course, they're very small, so it's not the same as playing with a um, professional orchestra. But it's nice to keep myself active with music. Uh, Of course, I'm gonna continue that probably later down the road. But for now, I need to settle down. I need to finally be a wife because when I got married, I was just like, okay, bye, I'm going for a tour right now. I'll be back next month. Or it was Christmas, and I'll be like, I'm leaving actually on December twelfth, but no worries, I'll be back in January twelfth. It's fine. Christmas can be from the phone. I was just like having that life. Wow.
0: What kind of music do you like to play, or do you like to play sure, anything? I or, love But to if, play like, if anything. you're at home and you're like, I need to pick up my violin, what are you uh-huh. gonna
1: play? I'm gonna play Bach.
0: You're gonna play Bach, huh? Yes. And why is that?
1: I just love back it's super complicated. it's something that you have to memorize because there's no way to keep like reading at the music and playing and just trying to get everything correct. It's very challenging and I love to play like challenging stuff so I will go for back or just like um, beautiful like antique sweets but um, I love to play classical music. I have done everything. I have done from like salsa in violin, flamenco. I love to play flamenco Spanish music. And I love to play the fiddle as well. I taught fiddle in the past as well, so I've done everything. But if I'm by myself, just like having like my space with Reaper, <laughs> we'll play back.
0: I think I have this vision of you, this child of Ecuador, coming up here and playing like Southern Dixie fiddle music <laughs> at a hoedown.
1: Oh my gosh! I
0: think that would be fantastic. Um, I love that. Do you cook? Do you like I to cook. cook? What's your favorite what's your favorite thing to cook?
1: Okay, you have to repeat it, repeat it after me, okay? Okay. Japin.
0: Japing. Cacho. cacho?
1: Uh-huh. Which is what? Japing gacho. That's a quichua. That's a very traditional uh dish from my country. I am from the Andes Mountains, so we love potatoes. Potatoes is our thing. So it's basically like a, like a potato tortilla okay with cheese inside. So it's delicious. It sounds like a Peru. Yeah, it's very... Because we're so close to Peru, uh, we have, of course, like the same kind of potatoes and the same food materials. So, yes.
0: So you just answered my next question because I was going to say, like, I grew up in the Midwest. I grew up outside of Chicago. So for me, like, food, it was very bland. A lot of chicken, a lot of beef, Mm -hmm. casseroles. Tacos for me was... Tacos with ground beef, lettuce, tomato, and right. maybe a little bit. You know, with any, had any idea what salsa guacamole? <laughs> um, but after college, I moved to Yuma, Arizona.
1: Oh, Wow!
0: Which is Very good there's city. a lot of Hispanic Mexican right. culture there, and I was introduced <laughs> to carne asada, huevos rancheros, oh. um, beans and rice, all that. What is one Ecuadorian food besides the one that you just? told me about that I should learn because I love to cook sure. I love to cook
1: plantains
0: like fried plantains, fried I plantains. love plantains I do all fried plantains kind of all
1: the time brown I do plantains. them yeah. so we have like uh, fried plantains i mean, sorry like plantains casserole we have like plantain plantains casserole. yes mm. we have so many things we have like this like little like plantain that has like lots of meat inside just like a bowl of plantain with meat shredded beef or just like cheese inside we put everything on plantains we even have like this like sheep like a plantain sheep we just have like the plantain just like boiled and you open it in the middle and lots of (laughs) beef on top we eat a lot of plantains
0: fried plantains with a little bit of salt i could eat all, all day long you
1: can do everything with plantains all day long yes and my husband well actually he's from california but his parents are from mexico so the very first time he tried a plantain was when we got married and it was just, like, I, it's just unbelievable because, I mean, like, in South America, everything we eat is just plantain. That's
0: fantastic. What is your favorite, like, quintessential American food that you've, like, grown to love? Like, almost like a guilty pleasure, like, oh, I love to eat like this. Oh, my gosh.
1: I love, um, sorry, I'm just thinking about the song, but I love fried chicken. I was just thinking, I would like the song, you know, I love a chicken fried. <laughs> So I always say, like, chicken fry. That's my favorite dish, but I love fried chicken.
0: That's a good one. I mean, you can't go wrong with good fried chicken.
1: Yes.
0: There's nothing wrong with that. And now you being pregnant, have you had any, like, you've had the the quintessential cravings for certain foods? What is, what's your, like, your go-to?
1: Ecuadorian food. (laughs) Ecuadorian food. It's super, it's super sad because I cannot get all the food here, especially because we eat a lot of rabbit. Rabbit? Yes. We eat a lot of rabbit. For us, the rabbit is like chicken.
0: Interesting. Yes. We call that Hassanfeffer here.
1: Right, because those are my yeah. big rabbits, right?
0: Yeah, the big big rabbits. Yes. Do you know about H Mart? I mean, I know they have yes. some, and I, I don't think, I've never seen rabbit there, I but they don't might have. Think
1: they have rabbit. I usually get tripe from there because we yeah. love tripe as well. Um, there's a specific way that we cook uh, tripe, and we actually do it with uh, peanut butter.
0: With peanut butter? Yes.
1: Interesting. I have. I had to cook something for you for my quarter. But I love tripe. But I really, really miss rabbit. And that's something that okay. we cannot. I mean, like, I haven't been able to replicate in here because I'm not going to hunt a rabbit and just cook it.
0: You're going to have to give me a tripe recipe because yes. that's tripe and oxtail mm-hmm. soup or, or just anything with oxtail or right. something that I I want to experiment with. And I, I haven't yes. been and You have
1: to. to be careful with the tripe because it has to be very clean.
0: Very clean? Yes. And if it's not, you get sick? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yes. No, is it clean like does that mean you, you have to wash it?
1: You shouldn't engage more, it's pretty clean. Um, you just have to wash it with lemon. Okay. That's the only wash thing. It with
0: lemon. Yes. Here's my other this is my weird question. If you had a choice, would you rather run an apple orchard or an orange grove?
1: Probably an apple orchard. I love apples. And I grew up in a farm. You grew so, up on a farm? Yes.
0: What kind of... What was it like? What was on the farm? So, so was your 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 was your dad a farmer?
1: Well, actually my grandparents were farmers. Okay. Yes. And then they sent my parents to the school and we were living in the city, but like we're just 20 minutes away from the farm. So we kind of like divide our lives between like the farm and the city, which was super, super close. Uh, it was beautiful to go there like during the summertime yeah. and just like help everybody with like taking care of horses it was a lot of work it was a lot of work and when I was a child I just remember just like grabbing the cow and just like putting tail on my mouth and just like grabbing milk from there that would be like the usual thing and like I never thought that actually that wasn't dangerous but living in the farm was just like so beautiful just like uh, helping the harvest of course before it was a massive thing yeah. that they were doing. Now it's a very like. Small so it was it. It was a dairy farm. It was a dairy farm. Okay, right. So we we're making cheese and yogurt as well. What's your favorite cheese? I love mozzarella. Do you like mozzarella? Yeah, but it's because I mean we have very like few um, options for cheese in the quarter. Once I arrived here and I made, like Italian cheese, Irish cheese, this kind of cheese from here, from there, from there, I was just like, oh my goodness. So, something that I love from here from the US is just the variety of cheeses.
0: Yeah, we do have, I mean, you, you know, some fantastic cheeses. Well, most of them we don't have, you know, it's from other places, but yeah, right. there are. The last question I have for you, and I do this for everybody, is who do you think I should interview for the next episode of Get to Know a Blazer?
1: I think you should interview Tani Fowler Corsi. She's from Monaco. She's, she's from Monaco? She's from Monaco. I did not know that. Yes. Her parents are from I think from PA, from Pennsylvania, both of them. But uh her father was a cartographer. Oh, so really? he just traveled the world and they stayed in Monaco. She has amazing stories about like things that she like saw when she was just growing up. She was considered when she went to study in LA, she was considered a French chick. Oh my god. <laughs> But even though like her English was just perfect because her parents were from here so she was a U.S. citizen even though she was born in Monaco so she has like the dual citizenship. Because that's where her her dad was studying from here. Right. The parents are from here but she lived her whole life in France in Monaco. So she has amazing stories about that.
0: That hopefully that's who it will be. Good luck with everything.
1: Thank you. I think it's
0: going to be fine and one thing I would this is my advice to any, not just a, an expectant mother, but like <laughs> Thank you. a couple with young kids. It's all temporary. Everything that you're like, oh, my God, they won't sleep in the night. Oh, my God. It's all temporary. It all goes away. And then you're like, they're wonderful people.
1: Oh, wow. Everything's temporary.
0: All the crazy stuff that's going to happen and all this. It's yes. just. It doesn't last forever. I'm always, it seems like it's going to. But I think it so.
1: It. I'm always living like one day at a time just because I'm thinking like I try to plan things, of course. But like I'm just enjoying things. Were so different when I was going to France and then like now I'm here in my temporary trip to the U.S. <laughs> so seven it's years It's the later.
0: longest temporary trip yes. <laughs> has
1: taken. But it's been a beautiful experience. Thank you so much. We're very, very excited.
0: Well, River is going to have wonderful parents. Thank you. And I'd like the, you're like, you know what, I'm just taking it one day at a time because you know you overplan it and things can it go crazy. Nothing wrong yes. with a little spontaneity.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Well, thank you very thank much.
1: Thank you. It was so beautiful. Thank yeah. you so much.
0: That's the show for this week. I want to thank Vanessa Salas for coming on the show. And I want to wish her and her husband all the best with their new baby boy, River. And like I said, remember, it's only temporary. So forget to know a blazer. I'm your host Tim Jacobson with an E on the end. Tune in next time for my interview with Tanith Chorus Fowler. Until then, be kind to yourself and be kind to others. Lead-in and lead-out music for our show, titled Grandpa, is written and played by none other than John Medallis. Get to Know a Blazer is a production of Hood College Broadcasting Studios.